Hey guys, welcome back to another episode here on For Change Be Bold. This week we are shining the spotlight on our guest. Her name is Angelica. So Angelica is going to be talking to us about everything. And we're going to be doing a part one series this week with Angelica. Next week you can follow up with the second part series with Angelica. She's sharing about her journey, her life, where she's from. And also, you have to listen because there are some great nuggets that Angelica dropped in this podcast this week. So you have to listen to the podcast. You have to listen to this week. And you definitely have to listen to next week's podcast. My name is Anna Hutchinson, and you're listening to For Change Be Bold. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. I am so excited about this one. So thank you for being a part of the episode today, Angelica. So how's the day been? How's the day going for you? Well, the day's been pretty hectic. Um, okay. You know, it's just, uh, it's, I came back on vacation last week and mm-hmm. it's just, I feel like it's a whirlwind of stuff and yeah, so it's been pretty hectic, but um, you know, it's Tuesday, so um, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It's Tuesday and we still got three more days to go. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. So um, you're in Canada, so tell us a little bit about Canada and also about Canada Day that recently passed. <laughs> um, so Canada is the neighbor north of states of america mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have provinces instead of states every single province has their uniqueness i live in toronto so i'm at the border with um my closest border would be buffalo new york okay and um with the province that i live in it connects to two other borders uh such as i think it's virginia i could be wrong and then there's michigan and detroit so um yeah so it's it's pretty cool that we get to visit different states um in different ways within the province and um yeah so uh, canada it's big it's beautiful there's a lot of <laughs> landscapes um too much of it i believe mm-hmm. but it's nice i love it it's different it's not all just the city like and where i live in toronto there's about the last time i've heard there's about five million people living in the city wow um yeah it's a lot of people and um when people come to toronto toronto is big downtown itself is big it's really big it's like another city inside of its own mm-hmm. so it's not something like you can walk around and let's visit Toronto in like half a day. Like some cities you can do that, but no, this is like, yeah, Toronto is very big and you need like a couple of days to really get to know the city. So um, very diverse, very diverse. We have different little towns. I call them little towns, okay. but these certain streets have um, like, let's say, if you come from the Polish culture, you're going to have your own little town, your own streets dedicated to the Polish culture. That's awesome. You have, yeah, you have like Korean town, then there's the Middle Eastern town, there's the Spanish town, the Latin town, there's the 
the Portuguese town. There's like the Italy town. So I call them towns because like when you go down these streets, you're like, oh, I'm in a whole new world right now because <laughs> it's all like specifically to that culture. And I love it because during this time of the time of the year in the summer, we um, everyone having their cultural fest. So they'll close down the streets and then it'll be like um, Italian fest, salsa fest, and you'll have like different events going on. So it's really nice to really live in a city where you can really um, try a little bit of everything from different cultures. That's awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing with us about Canada. So you were, your podcast, you have a podcast episode about Canada Day and what you did. So I'm not going to let you talk about all of that. So I want everyone <laughs> to go listen to her podcast. It's called A Little Bit of Everything with me so go listen to it and learn more about Canada Day and what she did (laughs) (laughs) we'll take a quick break right now to listen to our sponsors and we'll be right back so so you're welcome so Angelica you know there's so many different people who are across, um, you know, the United States, around the world in general, who have different um, learning disability. And I know that you have that. Do you want to talk to us about, you know, what kind of learning disability you have? You know, when did you um, find out about your learning disability and how can you help someone who might be listening and going through the same issues you have to, you know, be brave and embrace themselves? Yeah, for sure. Um, so the learning disability that I have is uh, dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And um, I do have ADD. Um, so th- that's why my podcast is like off topic sometimes. And mm-hmm. it goes to different directions is because I can't just focus on one topic. And that's my life. I cannot focus on one thing. I got to keep myself busy. Um, so there's different types of dyslexia. And I know when I was diagnosed in 1996, I was in grade one. Um, I was told like you have this learning disability and they kind of said as, you know, it's dyslexia, but learning disability has five other disabilities underneath it. So That's true. Yeah. It's, and we like for myself, I relate to pretty much a little bit of every single one of them. Um, so One of the things is I can't sit still, which is one uh, huge problem. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't stick to one specific topic. I got to keep, you know, keeping myself busy. Like I said, Um, I need to move around a lot. Sometimes when I want to, I have to drain myself out in order to put myself to sleep. I know it sounds weird, but that's how I have to kind of navigate because my mind tends to work like 100 miles per hour and it just doesn't stop. So I have to like drain myself, which the podcast comes in handy. And then now I'm sleeping better at night because of a podcast. So um, (laughs) it's been the great decision Uh, when it comes to reading and writing. So writing, one of the things is um, I spell words, um, spell words frequently. And when it comes to grammar, I'm not sure how to put proper sentences together okay um the other thing is when it comes to reading I don't have that confidence so I'm always struggling and I'm always kind of like um for example like I'm reading something in front of me just to give you an example like I something I would think about it like although Greece is known to be the first civilization to have recognized mm-hmm. like you know I'm well I've read it before but my first time would probably be like a little bit slower because I'm trying to like my mind's trying to process the words that I'm reading um I was horrible at math because I couldn't remember anything and I do have short-term memory so 
I usually try to tend to write things and then, but you know, you, you get on a steady course, but then what happens after that steady course, uh, you forget to continue writing. So I make it a habit at work to make sure I'm always writing what I've done on computer, or on a piece of paper to kind of keep that habit going. So when it comes to reading a book, which sucks, cause I do get a lot of authors on my show. Um, I want to read their books. But then I will go into it for like the first chapter and then I forget about it. And then it's just like, it's not because of the interest it's because like, I can't force myself to read it, even though I like it. Yeah. And um, I get through that complication of like, in doubt, like, oh my God, I just want to read it. I want to read it. But then I like, it's like, I'm stopping myself from doing it. So I'm trying to find different methods to be able to read a book because it would be nice to read a book without you know, any hesitation or any, any problems. So I want to write a book. So I'm like, I need to read a book in order to write one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I go through that and, um, you know, it's the resources I didn't have back in the day because, you know, um, I feel like it wasn't really a big deal. It's like, oh, whatever, it, she'll go past it or it's maybe just developmental. There's just many mixed messages from different professionals but I'm just hoping now that um, it's changed and I'm hoping it has because um, now that I'm volunteering, I'm not involved with it fully yet because it hasn't, I haven't been called for it, but I hope when I do, I can actually hear about what's happening with, with the program now in these schools, because That's true. when I was growing up, oh man, like there was n- not much help. There wasn't mm-hmm. professionals that could help me or develop or, you know, to be able to really, okay, we have this diagnosis, how can we go about in, you know, allowing her to succeed? So um, I really hope that it's, it's some of it has changed. Um, I know from here from different parents, it kind of has, but a lot of parents are saying, well, they should be working on it more because it's becoming a big thing, right? Because, you know, my parents um, immigrated to Canada mm-hmm. about like 37 years ago. The first language they obviously know is Spanish, and I was taught Spanish. I was born here. Um, but then growing up, when you're starting to go to school, then it's like, you know, Spanish grammar in general, it's completely different because it's kind of like the opposite of English. That's true. So, I'm thinking obviously like how do I say it in Spanish but then now when I was in school later on like you know grade school my Spanish kind of flipped because now my mom's like no now you got it mixed up now it's the other way around mm-hmm. you got to switch the Spanish way around but you know I go I still have these complications but I don't I don't take them as like um it took me a while to accept it of course because now I'm speaking up about it it's been such a long time yeah um I'm more confident and I can say like I want to help those young adults or those adults that are experiencing this situation to kind of you know it's gonna be okay like I became a personal trainer I became um I went to school for architecture and you know I succeeded and I do talk about my journey in my podcast I did in a five-part series yeah Um, and I I I realized that through my struggles I still managed and to get through it I didn't get like the GPA like the high GPA I didn't get a scholarship none of that Mm -hmm. it's all about just your your support system and it really came down to my support system and for those out there um, 
you you really got to find someone who's going to be your cheerleader. I know they may say, oh, my God, like, just stick through it, stick through it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. I know it's, like, such a repetitive thing, but it's true. Like, they're the only ones that are always going to be supporting you through every phase of your life. So I was lucky to have my parents and especially my mother who kept pushing me because there was times I wanted to drop out from architecture because I'm like, what WTF am I doing here? <laughs> like, I cannot do this. Like, I love architecture. I love to draw. And I wanted just to draw for clients. And, you know, because I have an artistic ability. Mm-hmm. I like I can draw what I see in front of me. And that's what I wanted to use my architecture in. If I'm meeting a client, do a custom home, I can do it right on the spot. It can be on any piece of paper. Like, I have that, I have that ability. Yeah. Well, not so much anymore because I, I stopped practicing. But um, that was my dream. But then everything got computerized. And, you know, it was just so much to handle. From it. Yeah, so it was too much for me. Um, then there's like, okay, it's not just architecture you're learning. You're learning about the business of architecture. You're learning about construction. You're learning about safety. You're learning about uh, um, friggin' um, <laughs> electrical. You're learning <laughs> yeah. about plumbing. You're learning about HVAC. And it's just overpowering. And obviously, I had to work full time. So I was working nights and I was working morning, uh, working nights and then going to school during the day. So you can imagine I probably only had four hours of sleep Mm -hmm. because I had to go to work. I wasn't privileged. I had to go to work and, um, you know, I still had to attend school. So you have to hustle. And that's what my parents told me. You have to hustle. They hustled to get here into this country. And um, I appreciate what I what they taught me because it's true. Nothing comes easy in life. And um, for those who are just like, you know what, willing to give up, don't give up. Really, honestly, don't. Um, You will get there. If it's going to take you an extra year, do it. I just did it because in my mindset, I said, I don't want to be in school anymore. I friggin' hate school. What else am I going to do? Because there was other passions that I like, but, you know, parents can get in the way and say, no, that's not a real occupation. That's true. Um, If you get this done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you get this done, you can do whatever you want as long as you have this piece of paper to fall back. And I thank them every day because when I graduated, um, two years later, I did go to personal training. Um, I did, took a personal training course, um, which that was even more excruciating because you're learning every piece of muscle and bone in your body. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is not cool. Um, <laughs> but um about six years later, I landed into my dream job that I am in today of the, the company that I wanted to get into when I graduated from, you know, architecture. So I was just like, oh, my God, like, what happens if I didn't even finish? I wouldn't even got into this this company that I love to work for now. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. But my whole message is always you need to push forward. Like you always got to think about your future ahead. Like you can't just give up. Like my children, they're going to learn how to fall. They're going to learn how to fail. And they, I have to let them fall and fail because how are they going to learn? I fell, I failed. And my parents were just the ones that you need to pick yourself up because no one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to help you in the future, but yourself. So I, I, it was tough love. It was a lot of struggle, but then I managed to do it. And the biggest thing was in my head was I need to pass. I need to pass. So if this course is a passing 50 or 60, that's all I'm giving. Cause that's all I have because all they care about at the end of the day 
unfortunately, when you go to school, it's just the piece of paper I that know. you graduate. <laughs> that is so true. It's just the piece of paper that they care about, like the passing yeah. grade. And, you know, go ahead. You were saying something. <laughs> and then I was going to add that um, no one's going to give you a Nobel Peace Prize because you got 100% and you graduated with a master's or PhD. If you went through your master's with a 50%, that was the passing grade. That's true. That, so be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely so be it. Um, you know, it's so incredible that you said that support is important because, indeed, um, anyone who is having a disability or learning issue that they need that support, that guidance behind them. And what I've realized is that I work um, in the school district here in Las Vegas. So I work with the SBTAs and that department. And I realized that a lot of kids, they come to school and, you know, we support them, we help them, we guide them, but limited support are at home. And if they don't have that strong support at home, then they're going to reverse back to what we're trying to do. We can do so much, but if they don't have that support at home, how much can we do, you know? And it's so incredible that your parents supported you and pushed you along that journey because you can do it. As as you said, you know, as long as you put your mind to it and you keep pushing, you're going to fall down. But if you get back up and keep going, then you can make it. So that's so incredible. So thank you for sharing your story. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So thank you, Angelica, for being a part of this show today angelica is also a fellow podcaster her podcast um title or you can go look her up at a little bit of everything with me so definitely go check out angelica because you have to listen to her a little bit of everything with me thank you for joining me on this week episode of for change be bold you can keep the conversation going by following me on any of my Instagram page at 4 Podcast or at 4 Bold. Until next week, have a beautiful Friday.